0: Hello, welcome back to How Did They? Today I wanted to talk about Megan Fox and to, just like last episode, start off with the the facts. So, she was born in 1986. I was born in 1990, so she is just a few years older than me. She made her acting debut in a family film called Holiday in the Sun in 2001, and then had supporting roles and a starring role in Hope and Faith. And that is where she met her future husband, Brian Austin Green. So I wanted to get into some of the more recent uh, media drama with her later on, but she is not with Brian Austin Green anymore. So they married in 2010 and separated in 2020. So 10 years and three children who are all boys. Much like when we discussed Elon Musk, who has six sons. Uh, she had her breakout role as Michaela in Transformers. And there's quite a bit of drama about her being in Transformers as well, just because of one quote that she made about the director, which I think is really too bad and probably affected her life a lot. But, I mean, everybody in their life has things like that happen where they are mischaracterized in some way. So it says that her parents split... Her father was a police officer, and they split when Megan Fox was three years old. Her mother remarried, and she was raised by her mother and her stepdaughter, and her stepfather, Tony. She was raised very strictly Pentecostal and attended a Catholic church for 12 years. And she even went to a church where they spoke in tongues. So she says that her parents were very strict, she wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend or invite her friends to her house, which I wonder is part of the reason that she is somewhat of an introvert or a self-proclaimed introvert anyway. Uh, That reminds me of myself growing up pretty secluded on a farm and my parents kind of keep to themselves as well. So I wonder if being an introvert has something to do with being raised in a more isolated way. So you're, you kind of have to become an introvert. You have to be happiest when you're alone. Because you're alone most of the time. And maybe that's just what you grow comfortable with. So she lived with her mother until she made enough money to support herself. And then she started training in dance and drama at the age of five. Five. In Tennessee, she attended dance classes, and at the age of 10, she they moved to Florida and she continued her training. And when she was 13 years old, she began modeling and she won awards in 1999 called the American Modeling and Talent Convention. At age 17, she tested out of school Via correspondence in order to move to LA. So she, I guess she went out on her own at seventeen. With the modeling, I also read something interesting about her being in a um, in a video where she was only fifteen, and she was dancing under like a rainfall, or a sorry, not a rainfall, a waterfall. It was in Bad Boys 2, and she talks about it on Ellen, I believe. So even though she wasn't allowed to do normal teenage things, it does seem like she was able to get out on her own and do some um, more mature things in her early teens. So she says that she was bullied in middle school and that she... Uh, sometimes ate lunch in the bathroom because she was bullied for only having guy friends. She says that she has always gotten along better with boys and that rubbed some people the wrong way. She says she was never popular in high school and everyone hated me. I was a total total outcast and my friends were always guys. I had a very aggressive personality and girls didn't like me for that. I've only had one great friend my whole life. In the same interview, she mentions that she hated school and has never been a big believer in formal education and that the education I was getting seemed irrelevant, so I sort of checked out of that part, she says. She was an extra in Bad Boys 2, and she also uh, made a feature film debut with Lindsay Lohan in the musical comedy Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. I've never seen that movie, but I know that I wanted to. And then in 2007, she starred in Transformers, and she worked under the director of Michael Bay. And that is where some of the drama starts with her referring to him as Hitler or having like a a Hitler type of uh, work, work attitude, but we'll get into that later. So she also has starred in movies called Jennifer, Jennifer's Body, which she says is her favorite that she's done, and Diablo Cody, Jonah Hex, uh, Jonah Hex I have never seen, but it did say here that it was, vote or it was named the worst picture of the year by Houston Film Critics Society so I don't know if she's been in anything big since um since Transformers really so then there was also Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles which I don't think was a big hit and then I did see her in the tv sitcom New Girl where she was replacing Zoe Deschanel because Zoe was doing a mat leave, and she played a character called Regan Lucas, and she was the love interest of Nick, and it says her performance earned positive reviews from critics, and I would agree with that. I did like her character in New Girl. And then her latest movie that she's in now is called Midnight in the Switchgrass, and that is where she... um became romantically linked to Machine Gun Kelly. Also in the movie is Emile Hirsch, Bruce Willis, and it's directed by Randall Emmett. Now, Randall is the fiancé of Lala Kent, who is in Vanderpump Rules. So, I do know him through that show. So, she began dating... Brian Austin Green in 2004, after meeting him on the set of Hope and Faith, she was 18 and he was 30. So Megan Fox says that because of their big age difference, she said she had to convince him that she was more responsible and well-spoken than a normal 18 year old. And they became engaged in 2006. However, in 2009, they ended their engagement. So that seems like a long time to be engaged. I didn't know that they were engaged for that long. Later that year, Fox was targeted by a group of fashion motivated criminals known as the Bling Ring who robbed Green's home for access to Megan Fox's possessions. Um, Then the two were engaged again in 2010 and they had a private ceremony at the Four Seasons Resort in Maui. She filed for divorce five years later in 2015. And then in 2016, they were back together expecting a third child. And then uh, in 2019, Megan Fox filed, or she filed to dismiss the divorce that she had applied for a year earlier. So So now they have their three sons named Noah, Bodie and Ransom. Oh, sorry, Ransom is Bodie's middle name. Noah Shannon Green is the first boy, Bodie Ransom Green is the second one, and Journey River Green is the third boy. She's also a stepmother to Cassius. I might be saying that wrong, and that is from her husband's first relationship, or a former relationship, I should say. Uh, Megan Fox has also talked openly about having a lot of insecurities about her body, and it says that she has discussed being obsessive-compulsive and self-harming. It doesn't say in what context. And that she has acknowledged that she has low self-esteem. And then it goes on to talk a little bit about how she became a sex symbol in Hollywood, but she doesn't identify herself in that way. It seems to be a character that she plays in the public more than what she associates herself to be she it also says that she made tattoos more of uh, a normal thing so she normalized tattoos for some people I guess because she was so big at the time and she is a brunette with tattoos and I think in Hollywood prior to that it was mostly you know like the Paris Hilton looking types that were popular in the pa- Pamela Anderson so the fact that she is a brunette with tattoos and being as a big of a celebrity as she was probably did popularize tattoos tattoo fashion it says and I believe that so she has nine tattoos including Marilyn Monroe but she did end up removing the Monroe tattoo with laser surgery because she felt that Monroe's life was full of negativity and she did not want to emulate it. It also talks about Megan Fox is also linked to looking like and acting like Angelina Jolie because of them both being brunette and having tattoos. and being sex symbols in Hollywood. The drama with her Transformers director Michael Bay started from the quote that reads, he's like Napoleon and wants to create this insane infamous madman reputation. He wants to be like Hitler on sets and he is, so he's a nightmare to work for. But when you get him away from set, he's not in director mode and he's not in director mode, I kind of really enjoy his personality because he's so awkward, so hopelessly awkward. <laughs> he has no social skills at all." And this was in a, an interview in 2009 with the Wonderland magazine. He has no social skills at all, and it's endearing to watch him. He's vulnerable and fragile in real life, and then he, on set he's a tyrant. So, those comments led to a long drawn out conflict between her and Michael Bay. And some Transformers crew members decided to write a letter, an open letter, and call her a classless, graceless, and shall we say unfriendly bitch. And they uh, called her a diva on set, basically, as well. And she says that there's no truth in the things that were said in that open letter. And she did eventually reach out to Michael Bay, and they get along now, but I think that that was a big thing in her career being at that at that point in her fame, and she said, "I had to write out two years of very negative press. That's this perception that I was sort." There's this perception that I was sort of thrown out of Hollywood. The positive thing was that it forced me to be very introspective and go, you were not totally right in the situation. I reached out to him and we had very genuine exchange. From that point forward, it was good. She told the New York Times in 2016. There was also interesting, something interesting that she said about... Um, in an interview where she said that she didn't want to be labeled as, Megan Fox told, Nylon in September of 2009, after men's websites or magazines wanted to boycott her in 2009 for being too, too seen in the media and just being... and just being and basically i think people were maybe being getting tired of seeing her everywhere so they decided to boycott her for a day <laughs> and that prompted her to say that my biggest regret is that i've assisted the media in making me into car- into a cartoon character i don't regret what has happened to me but i regret the way i've dealt with it and that prompted her to say that she did not want to have people get completely sick of her before she's ever done something legitimate so i don't know where this was in the in the transformers movies but i think if michael if this was before she called Michael Bay a tyrant, and then also saying that she's never done anything legitimate, even though she's done Transformers, which were huge movies back in the day, I think that that is more of the insult than calling him a tyrant. Some other facts from... Uh, insider.com called 20 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Megan Fox. Some of the interesting items in there were that she wanted to act from a young age. Her mom said it was the only thing that Megan ever wanted to do. When she was four or five, she watched The Wizard of Oz for a year and she asked her mom to call her Dorothy. (laughs) She was an extra in Bad Boys 2 when she was 15 years old and In an interview with Jimmy Fallon, sorry, not Ellen DeGeneres, like I said previously, she says they were shooting this club scene and they brought me in. I was wearing a Stars and Stripes bikini and a red cowboy hat and six-inch heels. And because she couldn't sit at the bar with a drink in her hand, because she was underage, the director had her dance underneath a waterfall. So if you are ever watching Bad Boys 2 again, look out for Megan Fox. Underneath a waterfall. She, she she, became sick trying to lose weight for the movie Jennifer's Body. She said she lost 30 pounds, which I think is a lot for someone of her stature. She played a flesh-eating zombie, and it was a horror comedy film. And she told myself she was being method, but thinks that now it's outrageous and ridiculous and not true. her hair started falling out because of her weight loss. Jennifer's body was her favorite project and she also loved working on New Girl. She says she doesn't have many friends and she's never been a social butterfly and she says she has one really great girlfriend and that's it. When she was a teenager she was caught shoplifting. I think that's Pretty normal, but what I don't find normal about her having to go to court with it is that she had two choices. It says they actually took me into court, and I had two choices, and I took the second choice, which was wrapping gifts for Christmas, which was awesome. It wasn't really a punishment. The other one, they were gonna make me wear a sign that said I stole from Walmart and stand outside Walmart for three days. I think that is um, probably a very effective anti-shoplifting method, but I don't see how that is would ever be legal. She listens to Britney Spears when she flies because she's scared of flying. Some of these facts, I wonder how old she was during these interviews. I think it must be interesting having been interviewed from the time that you're 20, <laughs> Two thirty four because I know that you change a lot from your early 20s to your late 20s. And some of the things that she has said here seem a little bit immature. But it, then again, some of them seem very mature, such as her interest in Marilyn Monroe. So she did have that tattoo removed. And she says... She's told Wonderland magazine that she's read nearly every book written about Marilyn Monroe's life and explained that she does worry that she may have a similar fate as the late actress who had emotional struggles. I constantly struggle with the idea that I think I have I'm a borderline personality or that I have bouts of mild schizophrenia. I definitely have some kind of mental problem and I haven't pinpointed what it is. I feel like I could easily go in that direction and I need to know everything there is to know about it because I feel like it'll keep it from happening to me so that is a very interesting quote and I can't believe I haven't heard her talk more about this because it does seem very introspective as she said that she is and I wonder what she thinks about herself that she would have a similar fate as Marilyn Monroe if it's um, her severe, um. well, not severe, but her self-esteem issues that she talks about, if she means the the sudden rise to fame and then the sudden downfall. But I would love to research more about what Marilyn Monroe was like and how Megan Fox is relating that to her own Uh, mental health struggles so I think it would be interesting for her now in 2020 to talk about her mental health struggles if she feels she still has those and she has told Cosmopolitan that she's confident in her personality but that she's completely hysterically insecure self-loathing introverted neurotic and neurotic about her physical appearance Another fact is that she learned to speak in tongues at church since she was around the age of eight years old. And she says it's an intense energy. You feel like anything could happen. I have seen magical, crazy things happen. I've seen people be healed. She also says she doesn't like drugs or drinking because they make her feel out of control. I feel like I have to feel like I'm I'm in control of my body and know what you're thinking then why would I go to church and speak in tongues? You have to understand, there I feel safe. I was raised to believe that you're safe in God's hands, but I don't feel safe with myself," she explained. She explains more about having the Marilyn Monroe tattoo removed and says, she wasn't powerful at the time. She was sort of like Lindsay Lohan. She was an actress who wasn't reliable, almost wasn't insurable. She had all the potential in the world and it was squandered. I'm not interested in following in those footsteps. As for her relationship with Brian Austin Green, again, they met on the set of Hope and Faith, and she felt an electric shock go through her body when the two were, I think, played a scene together. And it's interesting because she, it seems almost like she falls in love at first sight Or seems to know that she's going to fall in love before she does. And I guess to some extent that could be true for everyone. Uh, Because she does say something about Machine Gun Kelly, which we'll get into later, that has a similar effect. She's had to defend being married at a young age. They have a 13-year age difference. And she has... They also talk about renewing their vows and she says that she didn't think that she was into renewing her vows with Brian, but because he's very sensitive and very emotional, he's a cancer so he's very all about his feelings and relationship and cries about everything, he'll want to do it so I'll do it for him. I thought this was an interesting quote, but he does seem to be very open and honest from the one episode that I've listened to of his podcast And I would like to listen to more of his podcast, I think, after this. That's what I'll do. I would also like to know more about them um, canceling. I think they canceled their engagement, as well as Megan filed for divorce at least once. And that was in 2015, so that was halfway through their marriage. And then they got back together and were expecting their third child in 2016 so it would also be interesting to know if they got back together because of the child and then wrote it out for another four years but they are she is a pretty private person and i don't know if we will ever know that until maybe she's older and writes a book or something like that or he writes a book In his podcast, Brian Austin Green, it's called With Brian Austin Green, in 2017, he says, marriage is hard work. It's work, I think, for anyone. I think when you get to that point like we have, where you have kids and you've been married for a while and we've been together for a long time, it's, you just take it day by day. I have no problem with something not working. I really hold no expectations. I try to live day by day. Some people look at divorce or things not working as a disappointment and it's not. The fact that it worked at all is positive. So I think that is a pretty healthy outlook on a relationship. But I wonder if they, you know, have been struggling in their marriage for a long time. But again, I think everybody does, so that's very normal. There was also drama with his child's mom from a previous relationship. Her name is Vanessa Marcille. And she had said in 2018 that Brian Austin Green had not seen his son in five years. And she also says that 12 years ago I was served legal papers and then spent eight years plus defending myself and my son in custody in custody court in response to his father and stepmother trying to get full custody that means I would only have seen my son four days a month and then asking me to pay them child support. They lost that case and a civil case asking me for $200,000. Marcel wrote a, on Instagram at the time. I had also never asked for child support of any kind and had never tried to take him his time and and had never tried to take time away from Cass's dad, seeing him ever. In the end, they lost all these cases. The judge called them all frivolous. They always had 50% custody and still did when court ended, as I had and have never asked for full custody. Then it comes to May 18th, so of 2020. They were one of the first couples that split up during quarantine. I think another couple was Kristen Cavallari. And in his podcast, Brian Austin Green says, I will always love her, and I know she will always love me, and I know as far as a family, what we have built is really cool and really special. It sucks when your life changes and something that you're not used used to that you've been doing for 15 years, you try not to get rid of, but you change. The unknown aspect. There's that pit in my stomach. I don't, I really don't want Megan and I to be at odds. She's been my best friend for 15 years and I don't want to lose that. I listened to this podcast episode and he talked about how he felt, he had a dream where he felt very disconnected. I think, It. I think that was a dream, what was, what it was about. I can't really remember, but so then he texted her saying he had a weird dream and she just he wanted to know how she was doing out there on set. And what she had messaged back was we'll talk when I get home, which I knew which he knew wasn't a good sign and then that is when they had a talk when she got home and he told she told him that she felt more like herself when she was alone. And she had just referred to Machine Gun Kelly as a really good friend and a really good person. And in the podcast, Brian Austin Green says, from what she's expressed, he's just a really nice, genuine guy, and I trust her judgment. He also says, there's no way of doing it right or doing it wrong. We're learning as we go. The important thing for us is just communicating as much as we can. And I think he also said something about it being difficult because... Usually when people split up, they date first. And I think it's hard for him to see her jumping into a relationship right away. And therefore he tries not to look too much at social media or comments that are made or headlines. But I do think that he does see things because he copies some of her posts on Instagram and kind of mocks them the latest one being where she where she posted a picture on instagram with machine gun kelly saying achingly beautiful boy my heart is yours and then he replied by posting pictures of all his four sons and saying achingly beautiful boys so i wonder what how the conversation goes when they talk on the phone about their kids and if things like that are brought up. But he makes it seem like their relationship is still amicable. With Machine Gun Kelly, in an article called um, Us Us Weekly, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox dance to his new song after Brian Austin Green shade, it says that in a podcast with Lala Kent, Megan Fox says that she felt an instant electricity with Machine Gun Kelly when they first met. I was like, who is going to play this role? And Randall Emmett said, oh, we just got Machine Gun Kelly. And immediately I was like, uh-oh, she recalled. I could feel that some wild shit was going to happen to me from that meeting But I wasn't sure what. I just felt it was like deep in my soul. So that's what I mean by her seemingly knowing who she's, you know, going to be romantically involved with. And of course, it's not a lot of people, but it does seem like she was very sure of it right away, which is interesting. It's also interesting that she is doing a movie directed by Randall Emmett. I know he's a legitimate actor, or a legitimate director, but she seems like a very big star. And being on Lala Kent's podcast, which I'm sure is a great podcast, it just seems like they're at different levels of stardom, of course. And it's just interesting to me. It seems, it like, not in a bad way, I think that... Megan Fox has seen a lot in her lifetime as a celebrity. And she's probably had it all and probably easily gets bored, I would imagine. And the fact that she is trying new things, hanging out with new people, even though she's a self-proclaimed introvert, and starting a new relationship, I think this is going to be a big new chapter in her life and I'm excited for her to have this fun that she's having in her mid-30s and it's probably not all fun. I'm sure she didn't want to fall out of love with her husband but it does seem like she's exploring a lot of new things and that is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.